I get the following question. Why do you protect your kids from being exposed? Isn't it better they'll be exposed? That's what they're going to be exposed to anyways. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Avracha. In this week's parasha, parasha Ski Savoy, as we are in the heat of Chodesh Elul leading up to the Heilige Rosh Hashanah, I want to share with you a concept that screams out in this parasha, and it's something that can really help us get into the rhythm of this special, important time of the Yamim Nuraim. We know the beginning of the parasha talks about the mitzvah of Bikurim, where a person takes the first fruit from any Shiva Saminim tree that he has and brings it to the coin. As it says, You take from the first produce of the land Hashem gave you. And the question begs itself, wouldn't you think that it makes more sense that we look at all the fruits instead of taking the first pomegranate that came out, we wait to look at all the pomegranates and we take the best quality one and give it as an offering to Hashem. Wouldn't that make more sense? And if you look at it from a more broader perspective, it's not only the mitzvah that's brought down in our parsha of mitzvahs of Bikurim, but it's also relevant to many other mitzvahs, such as the first shearing of the wool, Reishisagez, also the first of the dough, the firstborn. So you see many things, it's the mitzvah, the gedr of the mitzvah is to give the first and not necessarily the top quality. We all know the famous idea that quality is more important than quantity. You would think also quality is more important than the first. But I think we're going to see that there is a prina mesuyemis, a certain perspective that the first of something is extremely critical and sensitive. And this we can see based on the Pasuk and Kohelis that we know Shlomo HaMelech wrote, Chacha Mikol Adam, it says, Tov acharis davar which means the ending is good because of the beginning. There's two ways of learning this Pasuk. Rashi brings both. The one I'm trying to discuss is the one where Rashi says, that you know why the ending is good? It's because it comes, it's rooted in the beginning. When the beginning is good, then the ending will also be good. Meaning when the ending is going well, it's all thanks to the roots of the beginning. And Misvara, we can see how that's true. When a person builds a building, the most sensitive part of the building is the infrastructure, the foundation. Any minor mistake over there is going to grow exponentially as you go higher up in the building. Whereas if you have a little mistake higher up in the building, it's not the end of the world. And we know that HaKadosh Buhu who models the world in the same way, also in the physical and also in the spiritual, also in the Ruhani. And hence, it's imperative that when we are growing, when we're starting a mitzvah, that we have to start it on the right foot in a perfect way, in a perfect atmosphere, in a spiritual, holy surrounding environment. This concept, I think, is so tangible to so many of us. You just look around, you see when a kid grows up, how important it is to protect him from, from even a minor 
setting, a minor setback that can affect him. Even more so when a baby is in a, in a mother's womb as it's being developed, those nine months are extremely critical. It's so important that the mother is in a good state both physically and emotionally because any little movement, any anything that throws her off will have a major effect on the, on the baby, especially as he grows up. And when lo aleinu, as the kid grows up, a person sees issues, one of the first things the doctors and the specialists ask is, was it a normal pregnancy? Did you go through something serious during your pregnancy? And that is because what we're saying over here, that the beginning of anything is so critical. Now and then, I get the following question from people. Why do you protect your kids from being exposed to certain things? Isn't it better they'll be exposed? That's what they're going to be exposed to anyways. This is the generation we live in. And they answer them with a very simple idea. When you plant a seed for a tree to grow, at the beginning you can't just plant it in an open area where the winds will uproot in a second. But you have to protect it. You put it in a little, little area where there's, it's protected from the wind. And as it gets more rooted, then you can already put it outside in the real world and it is able to hold itself. That's because the beginning is extra critical, extra sensitive. The Natsiv says in last week's parsha, Parshas Ki Teitze, it says that when a person builds a new house, then you should do the mitzvah of building a ma'aket so people won't fall from your roof. And the question begs itself, he says, what does this have to do with the new house? Any house you're moving into, any house you have, even if it's not new, if you didn't do the mitzvah yet, then you should perform the mitzvah and, and build a banister so, you, so no one falls off from there. You have to build a ma'aket. And he answers that when you go to a new house, make sure the first thing you do is a mitzvah. So build the ma'akeh straight away so no one will fall. You see the importance again of as you do something, the first thing should, do, should be a mitzvah. Why? You want to start everything off, the process of living in a new place, in a positive, in a spiritual, you want to create a spiritual atmosphere. The same can be explained to why in Hanukkah it was so important to have a miracle to ensure that we have pure oil that's not tame. Because really someone can ask, and people, everyone asks the following question, who cares if you have impure oil? Hari, we know that under certain circumstances, such as when most of the people are impure, then you're allowed to use an oil to light the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash that's, that's impure. But no. The Chashmonaim said, no, we have to find pure oil. It's so important. HaKadosh Baruch agreed to them. And the proof to that is that he was willing to do a miracle. And we know HaKadosh Baruch Hu's last resort is to do miracles, open miracles against nature. And here was a huge miracle that oil for one day lasted for another seven days, for eight days. And the answer is, it was also the beginning. It was reinstating, reinstituting the base of Mikdash. The first time we're lighting the menorah, it has to be perfect because any little thing that's not perfect is, can have a major effect later on. The Gemara and Baba Metziah, Pehei Amud Beis, talks about the Heilige Rabichia. Rabichia realized that Torah was totally being forgotten by everyone. And to save the day, and to save everyone, he went around from city to city teaching Torah. He took all these Bachurim from city to city and he taught everyone. But before he did that, he went out of his way, he was matriach himself, to go to plant pishtan flax 
He took that, he created strings out of it to create a net, to capture the deers, to take the skin of the deers and on top of that write the Chamishichim Shetoira and through that he was teaching. Why did he go through so much trouble? Because he wanted everything to be perfect. He knew that he would do it in a perfect way with all his heart, with proper Kavanas and he didn't want anyone else to do this job because he realized that the beginning, especially here, the re-beginning of teaching Torah after it was lost, has to be done in a perfect way. The Yishalmi Chagiga blames Elisha ben Avuya's tragic going off the derech, from the derech of Hashem, the path of Torah, to an incident that occurred mamish at the beginning of his life during his bris. The big Tamid Chachamim of Yerushalayim came to the bris and they were discussing Torah with great intensity. As a result, a fire came down Mishamayim and surrounded them. When Elisha's father saw this, he said and announced, Wow, I want to devote my son to, to Torah. I want him also to be able to do these wonders and create fire, etc. This was obviously a messed up motivation. It was impure. And this ended up having the ripple effect without getting into details that he went off, his son went off the deir because he started his life with an impure intention. Hence, you see over and over again, there's many more examples in Chazal that the beginning is so imperative that it is done in a proper and pure manner. And hence, to answer our question, yes, there are many mitzvahs that we do them with an emphasis on the beginning. The first we want to start off always with the mitzvah, the firstborn, the first shearing of the wool, and in our case, the first fruit, not necessarily the top quality, the first, because we want to start the process with Kedusha, with Taha. How much is this fitting for the days we are within right now? We're in Elul, we're soon starting the year with Hosh Hashanah and Aselah and that beginning is imperative to be done in the best way. We know the Allah says, that Mikradin, a person could eat bread that was made by a goy. Of course, if the ingredients are kosher, it's called pas akum, pas palter. But some, in certain scenarios, some take upon themselves not to have that. The halacha is brought down that even if you're a person that you do eat bread that was made by a goy, but yet still, on the 10 days of repentance, you should make the extra effort to refrain from it. And the question begs itself, it sounds a bit fake, what's going on? HaKadosh Buhu doesn't like when someone's fake. What, you're pretending that type of person, but you're not. You know that right after the you're going to go back to eating this type of bread. And the answer is, it's not being fake. It's trying to start off the year on the right foot to ensure that everything is 100% pure, like a baby that's in the mother's womb, we want all the conditions to be as perfect as possible. I would like to end off with a story that I've mentioned at least one time before, but I definitely connected the story from a different perspective than what I will do right now in Hashem. And that is, once upon a time, there was a certain neighborhood. In that neighborhood, everyone saw a person coming up to look at a house that was for sale. They saw him taking all kinds of weird measurements of the garden, they saw he had a smile from ear to ear and he closed on the deal and he bought the house. Two days later, he moves in and after he puts all the boxes in the house, you see him planting something outside. 
he really invested in this. Every day he was measuring the amount of water that he, was gonna, he gave to the plant. He put some nutrients to the plant, fertilizer, whatever it was, day after day after day, three times a day. Everyone's already starting to laugh at him. They don't see anything. It all looks the same year after year. And then after a couple of years, I don't remember the exact number, one of his neighbors, an old neighbor, not this new neighbor that just moved in, the old neighbor says, listen, I'm going away for two weeks to the States. Can you do me a favor and just keep an eye on my place to make sure everything's okay? He says, fine. This person that flew for two weeks to, to the States, he comes back from the airport, drives up to, the, to his driveway, and it was very difficult for him to find his way because he couldn't even recognize the street. The coloring was distorted. Suddenly it seemed like it was way more shady than usual. But as he gets into his driveway, he cannot believe what he sees coming out of the garden of that next door new neighbor. He sees this huge bamboo tree, bamboo tree, and he's amazed. Right next to the tree in the other driveway is his new neighbor with a smile from ear to ear. He opens, he opens the door of the car and he asks his neighbor, what is this? He goes, this is a Chinese bamboo tree. It takes a couple of good years before you see anything because it invests it's in its foundation, in its roots. And after it grows for two years or three years, whatever it is, under the ground, within two weeks, it shoots up to 10 meters. And I think that is the best parable, mashal, to what we're tr to to the concept we're trying to portray, and that is, a person has to invest in the foundation in the beginning, and that's why it's so important to start in a positive way, to start with a mitzvah. The first is critical. I know this very big person. I don't want to mention his name. That all his talmidim, when they move, he has no extra time. Of course, this holy person, but it is so important for him that when his Talmudim, his students move to a new house, that he comes there first. Why? Because he wants to look at every room and say something good about each room. Wow, this is amazing here, this is amazing here. And when you do that, he says, you have an effect on the room. When you look at everything from an Ein Tova perspective, that has a positive effect. Chas V'Shalom, if it's someone else, that either is jealous or something like that and says things and thinks things that are negative, it will have a negative effect on that place. We know Chazal tell us many times that the koach of a person, but especially a yid in his dibul, in his, even in his thoughts, is huge. Yiratzon, that we take this idea of the beginning being so important as we enter the Yomim Noraim and we try to do Cheshbon Nefesh, how we can at least start the year in the best way possible, especially from a spiritual perspective. Have a good chance. Thank you for joining us. This is the Prism of Torah. Visit our website, prismoftorah.com, where you'll find a full archive of hundreds of past every Torah. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, and don't forget to share with your friends and family. Sponsorship opportunities are available for all of our episodes. Thank you, Yonavefa, for your recording equipment. Produced by Eddie Podcast Productions.